0: So, this is it. You're on a podcast? Or recording?
1: Yeah.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: A little bit nervous, but excited. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hello, you quirky queerdos. T. Johnny here. Um, holy heck, it's been a minute since the last episode. Hey, the summer is pretty busy, isn't it? I'm. Uh, incredibly lucky to be able to have a full time job I love kind of new in a field that I want to work in while also doing tons of creative projects and working towards my final semesters of the Bachelor of Social Work through Dalhousie University. But I have to say, good God, life feels really full. Uh, I've been sitting on this episode for a little while and there are so many other amazing folks who've contacted me or I've been in talks with to do episodes of Quirky and Queer, and I'm so thankful, but life is busy. I'm recording this uh, narration for the episode, episode 9, at the tail end of Pride Week 2019 here in Halifax. Over the last week, I've had a number of people tell me how much they are enjoying quirky and or queer, and it really means so much to me that it means something to others. Uh, I feel like we have so many stories and experiences which need to be heard, and I hope that this podcast is contributing in some way or another to a greater shift in systems and ideologies You know that oppress others. The work of recording and editing and, I guess, hosting the podcast is certainly shifting something in me uh, through conversations that I'm having with folks in the community and also conversations and reflections that I end up having with myself this episode episode nine finds me interviewing and photographing Trevor Seaforth Trevor funnily enough is from the same town I grew up in in Greenwood Nova Scotia we are both valley boys I guess and we even worked at the same subway in Wolfville which I find completely wild he just moved to Halifax all by himself from the Annapolis Valley and he is quickly finding his way in this community Trevor and I met online a few years back and he is one stellar human. He has come out as gay somewhat recently, but he's already experienced so much when it comes to the concept of otherness. Trevor was born with cerebral palsy, he is gay, and he grew up in rural Nova Scotia. He is more than just those identities though. He also just graduated from Acadia with an access certificate in interdisciplinary studies and he was the first graduate of that program to walk across the stage at a convocation ever. In this episode, Trevor and I talk about his love of fitness, uh, his experiences of coming out, his reasons for moving to Halifax, and what it's like to grow up with a sense of otherness in rural Nova Scotia. So, let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to Quirky and or Queer.
1: Hey, I'm Trevor Seaforth, I'm from Nova Scotia, down in the valley, um
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and we're from the same town right because like i grew up in wilmot yeah you're Greenwoodish, right yeah Greenwoodish. Yeah. greenwood and you went to west kings yeah ah. <laughs> yeah and you're 29 29 yeah 29 yeah trevor do so you know that the podcast name is quirky and or queer yeah do you identify as quirky
1: yes i would say so yeah yeah, yeah. I, a lot of my friends told me that I'm 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 weird and strange, and yeah, I'm I'm all right with that.
0: <laughs> what about um, queer? Do you identify as queer?
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm. I, I don't know. A lot of my friends had a hard time thinking that I was actually gay when I actually opened up. But I sometimes I I, I talk and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I am I am queer. There's nothing wrong with it. But I mean, you know, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Is there another term that you identify as? Like anything else? Any other identities that you that you identify with? Um. No,
1: I just like. You, any like honestly, the people can call me queer, gay, faggot. I don't really care. Like call me whatever. Like my little brother, he calls me Fruit Loop. So I mean, like. Yeah. Fruit Loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You're yeah.
0: definitely more of like a like a. Golden grams, yeah, or like, a, or like, I don't know, cornflake, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe your vector, your high protein. Oh yeah, your vector, your health cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Froot Loops here. Um, so the podcast is about otherness. Mm-hmm. Can you describe to me, like, what what about your identity and your experience in life relates to the concept of otherness? Do you have any times or? Moments that stand out for you, where you thought of yourself as being different.
1: Um, well, see, I was I was born with a disability um, called cerebral palsy. Um, it um, it affects both of my legs, and I well grew up in a small town and. I consider myself different just because I was always worried about what people thought. And like in the Valley, there was a lot of people that judged you, looked at you and looked at, uh, yeah, just thought you were strange. And, um, but yeah.
0: Do you have a distinct memory
1: for yourself when you were like, I'm different? Well, in like in, um, elementary school, it was just like, I grew up with everybody and like, I thought like I was everybody else. I didn't care about my walking just because you're a kid, you just want to have fun. So I didn't really feel like I was different then. But in grade 5, I had to stay behind because I had a learned disability too and that um it was good because I I needed it because I needed it. like I didn't wasn't ready to to move on to middle school, but I just I ended up losing a lot of friends. Um because of it and you know in middle school everything kind of changes what people what people think about you and so yeah I uh, yeah so um I lost a lot of friends and then when I went to middle school I end up uh, that was three years grade six to grade nine and I struggled I didn't have many friends at all mm-hmm. um and it was challenging too because in grade six that was the that was the year that I knew that I was gay. Grade six? Yeah.
0: Oh I was so young. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I had a hot teacher, so I kind yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
0: would do it. Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is is the teacher still down there?
1: Yeah, yeah. And he he still knows it. Like I, I have seen him at uh, oh well I went to um Katie, and I still see him, and he still says hi to me. So it's like,
0: yeah. Have you ever told him? No, I haven't. Oh, He's like married, has kids, and okay. stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll never hear this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. But that's uh, <laughs> so funny. I have distinct memories of hot teachers and being like, I don't think it's because they're nice that I find them interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's because their pants are tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hot teacher in tight pants can certainly do a number on young, impressionable folks. Hey! Do you folks remember that hot Italian math teacher who went viral a few years ago? Well, now he's a model. Uh, You know who's also a model? Trevor. He's moved to the city and is looking to get into new and exciting opportunities in fitness, public speaking, modeling, and sharing his life. I think you can see from the beginning of this interview that Trevor is sincere, earnest, and really open to discussing his experiences. He has been sharing a lot over his social media accounts about his experiences of being gay, living with cerebral palsy, and his love of fitness. He's building up his online presence, and I highly recommend you give him a follow. Here is an audio clip from one of his videos before he moved to Halifax.
1: Hey, everybody. Yeah, I haven't made a video for a while, um, been super busy thinking about stuff, and hopefully getting ready to move, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, um, it's time for us to get uh, nice weather, isn't it? Um, just because I just bought these shoes two months ago, and look, look, they're drug out already, and th- that's what a cold does to me. I uh, I pretty much look like a zombie coming at you in the co- in the cold when it's cold outside. It's it's not fun. Not at all. But yeah, we're supposed to get into a few nice days at, uh, soon, so hopefully that happens. Um yeah. Well, hopefully I'll make more videos soon and I'll see you soon. Bye.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, so you're from the Annapolis Valley. Yeah, you're from Greenwood, and you just moved here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What brings you to Halifax?
1: Um, I well, growing up, um, just in the small town, being gay, having a disability, not feeling like you fit in. It just, I don't know. Just as living in the small town, everybody judges you, and I have heard Halifax is a good gay, a good community for. For people, for for gay people, for, like, any, I don't know, but, um, yeah, um, yeah, so it's, and I'm more of a city guy anyway, so it's mm-hmm. just, like, I've been here for three weeks now, I have enjoyed it, and it's more, I don't know, I feel, I feel better about myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you seem so confident, because I remember when I first met you online, mm-hmm. I remember seeing that video of you. And like all the things that you do and like you're, I think you just started Acadia then maybe. Yeah. Um, and you just were like so out there in the community and, and you're just doing so much stuff. So mm-hmm. the, coming to the city, do you feel like you'll have more opportunity?
1: Yes, I do. Um, Like I want to help Like I took kinesiology. Um, I would, I want to help people with disabilities, get them out there. I never thought I could ever do what I do now. And I want to put it out there that, Even if you have something, even if you have a disability, don't let it slow you down. You can still do anything you want, and yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, um, but I feel like, because, oh, growing up, and I was always, I was always worried about what people thought about, about my walking, so once, like, I, like, especially in the cold, like, my, I have a harder time walking and stuff, and I feel like... Well, in the valley, it was just people, I don't know, people looked at you and I had people go on the other side of the sidewalk because I end up, I walk funny. And it's just like, I, especially in the cold, I pretty much look like a slow zombie. Um, a slow zombie. So yeah, so like I'm stru- stubber- stumbling everywhere and like, it, and then I have people look at me and I get more nervous so like my feet just become tensed up and I can't really move and I feel like being in the city being more around people I'll get used to not caring and yeah it's just I I think it's I think it will be good.
0: Mm -hmm. So three weeks what have your three weeks been like?
1: Good I I um I've been um exploring Halifax a lot um my first week I did too much um back in November I ended up um fracturing my foot and then i wasn't wearing the right footing i didn't put my orthotics in and then i end up um, fracturing my well i hurt my foot again and then um for skipping i'm really happy because two two years ago i couldn't not i could barely skip and then i ended up um i i said to my friend after work i was like oh you know i'm gonna sign up my skipping rope and I will probably give it up because I'm no good at it. And um, I went back, I skipped, and I I really impressed myself. I'm pretty fast at it, and now I can skip with one foot. So I'm, uh, yeah, so uh, the timing was bad because I hurt my foot and I did too much walking in Halifax, but I enjoy exploring. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So you can skip on one foot yeah i can't do that uh, i can really skip with two feet though <laughs> wow so fitness seems to be a huge part of your life yes it is was it always a part of your life like even when you were younger
1: um yes and no like i always worked out and i was like okay well i i don't know i worked out thinking that i was going to gain muscle quickly but it's never happened so i always worked out and then i gave it up because i didn't see any anything changing but you know muscle and all that takes time everything mm. takes time
0: yeah yeah and uh you, you seem pretty buff i've seen your photos <laughs> Thank you. and so I, I know you like getting your photo taken yeah yeah so it's like being a fitness and doing modeling like that's a goal of yours
1: yeah i'd like to go in between um speaking and doing modeling um yeah i uh I know I have worked hard for having a, have with having a disability, just because with having a disability with having cerebral palsy, the muscle doesn't long last long as everybody else's. So I have to work extra hard to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I have worked really hard for what I have now. And I, I want to show people that you can do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you say like your, your dream as a kid was? being like everybody else. Trevor is a force who has experienced otherness on multiple levels. He stands out for all kinds of amazing reasons. I think he stands out for his kindness, his humor, and his openness. However, as he mentioned, many people also notice him for his walk, especially in the cold. Trevor has done some amazing things, but he mentioned that as a kid his dream was just to be like everyone else. Even if you grow up to be the strongest, kindest, most amazing human, your early years can still be filled with moments of wishing you were someone else. Sometimes, anyone else. I know I certainly grew up that way.
1: Being like everybody else, yeah, it's... um, Trying to fit in, like, I'm still at this point, like, I don't feel like I'm too good at anything i'm still like i don't know i feel like Halifax will definitely help with us but um yeah what do you think you're really good at helping people helping people um well i worked at the um at the cadia i worked at the smile program it's for people where it's um every wednesday well i did every every Friday night and is working with older adults and teenagers with disabilities and it's great program I used to be in when I was a kid and um, it's a great afternoon to volunteer and to get to know people and to actually help them out you know it's just like they don't they don't have much to look forward to and you know you get to spend time with them they get to play games it's yeah it's great.
0: Trevor has mentioned how much he is capable of doing. To get a better sense of what he is capable of, you should really check out the video I mentioned. Link is in the episode overview. I asked Trevor, who are the people in your life who support you? Were there any people who have mentored him or helped him along the way? Throughout this interview he mentions close friends, professors at Acadia and many others who have helped him get to where he is. However, one person in particular has been a huge support in the early years.
1: Um well, honestly I had my best friend Eden. She um, she I knew her since grade 2 and you know, as I said in in um, elementary school it's like I didn't really care what people thought, but then I stayed oh, I stayed back in grade 5 and then she was she was in my grade, so we, we um so she she went ahead and but we still stayed friends and we're celebrating our twenty year friendship this year, so like we communicate together a lot and so she has helped me like if I needed something she would she would uh, help me like I I'm really surprised that I had that I'm actually lived in Halifax because I always had somebody to give me the extra push and but I didn't have that extra posture. I actually did myself so yeah it feels good
0: <laughs> so you're pushing yourself right now yeah wow.
1: yeah and where's Eden she's in New Brunswick now
0: oh uh, where
1: yeah. yeah um I don't I don't know exactly where in New Brunswick but yeah she's uh, she went to school she's working at um halfway house and yeah cool
0: and do you have any, uh, like were there any teachers or people or adults in your life when you were younger who supported you?
1: Um, my mom and dad were really good at supporting me. They were awesome parents. Um, my aunt and uncle, my uh, my whole family was. Um, and then um, I had my well my first year at Acadia when I kind of. Lived, I mean, was in town, and like there was more, like more people, like more of a like in this. Being in like where I lived, like there was people looked down at people that were gay. People did cross, like anything like that, and it's like we. So living, going to Acadia has opened my eyes. Like I had teacher Una. She was great. I still talk to her this day. She's awesome. She told me, I told the class um, story about one of her good friends that he's married and he never opened up that he was gay to his family and friends. And that always got to me. And it's like, I I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to hide my life. And that's what I thought, like growing up, I, I thought I was, I thought I was, that was going to be the uh, thing that I was going to hide my whole life. And yeah it's um yeah when did you when did you come out of the closet i came out um well i was 26 um i'm 20 28 right now uh, so it i uh, i do regret like you know do regret things but whatever it's uh yeah i i I need my time and you gotta do it when you're ready hmm
0: so you knew you were gay in grade six, yeah, and then so you would have waited. I guess fourteen years to yeah. come out of the closet. That's a yeah. long time.
1: Yeah, I tried to fix myself, even so there's nothing to be fixed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a common experience amongst uh, queer people. It's like this internalized like shame and discomfort with who we bec- we are. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel any shame today? No. Yeah. No. You seem very proud.
1: Yeah, I am. I am like I I I wouldn't change the person I am today even like people have came up to me about having a disability and would you change it if you had the option of taking it away and I say no because I have I have overcame so many things that I'm proud of myself for doing
0: mm-hmm. what's the thing you're most proud of
1: being here being I'd Going to Acadia, like, I have never thought, like, there was a program for for me to go to Acadia. Um, there's so many different things. Just, you know, being, starting at, with Acadia again, like, I could barely talk to anybody. I had a hard time making friends. And then once I started at Acadia, they, um, I had a friend, she was my social coach, and she got me, um, she got me involved with talking in front of people and like i my my highest amount of people i have talked to to was 100, 180 people so coming from talking to nobody to 180 people yeah i'm pretty proud of that
0: Trevor has come a long way, not just physically from the Valley, but from being a somewhat shy, younger person to now where he's asked to speak and share his story in front of hundreds of people. Now that he's in Halifax, he also has a new opportunity, starting with Reachability this summer. Reachability helps folks with finding employment, building their capacities, and also connects them with other services and resources in the community. Trevor is excited to start there, and he's also really excited to make some new friends.
1: I'm, I'm just more I'm just excited to get out there. They seem like a great company, and I'm just excited to make more friends, make f- like that's what I need right now.' I'm, I've been here for three weeks and I haven't started work or anything. So I just I just need to do something and I need to make friends. So
0: I quickly asked Trevor what he thought his core values might be and how others might describe him.
1: Strong person that doesn't like to give up yeah um there is there is yeah there is times that i'm just like i get i like i guess everybody has that it's like they just get scared and they end up not doing it th- th- what they want to do and that was me mo- a lot of my times so i had to push myself because i end up getting scared with a lot of a lot of my life uh, things so it's uh
0: There's another great podcast out there that I think you folks might like from two of my funniest and kindest friends, uh, Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Here's a little word from them. Hey there, my name is Adam Myatt and I'm one half of the podcast, LOL You're Gay. My co-host Lisa Buchanan and I are two comedians from Halifax, Nova Scotia, who talk about jokes, being gay, and the glorious intersection of those two things. Find us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe for our most up-to-date content. Trevor and I continue our conversation, talking a little bit about how he came to start his videos and sharing his experiences on social media. Much like how I started this podcast, it came from a need to share his experiences with otherness and hoping he could put a little bit of good back out into the world.
1: I have had lots of part with my disability with friends and family, um, and. I like I worked at the Greenwood base um in the valley for eight years um and one of my friends um she said that I should start a video of my progress and how I how I started out and how what I overcame and like I didn't think it was much of a thing I'm just like I was I'm like everybody else I you know I have challenges nobody really wants to see it and so. Um, I kept I don't know I I didn't really think about it and then she kept suggesting she was like you know you would have came a long ways so I I did I did um, I did take her up on that you have to ask permission to get um, uh, pictures and um, videos on the base but they um, the boss she got right she got hold of me the next day and she was like I don't know who you know but. We will let you film it, and the military will film it for you, and so they um so they they done it up, which I, it was only supposed to be on a home video, and it really surprised me, and just over three days when they released it on their Facebook page, you got 36 thousand views across the world, which was amazing so i uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and like I do speeches, and I kind of go in between, like what, like what happened before my video, and discuss what true policy is, and then I put my video on, and then all the things I have overcame since then.
0: Wow! And so, what are some of the biggest moments of your life?
1: Um, actually, the well, the biggest one is it happened to me. When I graduated at Acadia, I um the I'm in a program for um for people with uh, learned disabilities, and it's called Access Acadia. And since I started, um, no access student has wa- ever walked across the stage, and um, so I made a thing since I first started. I have talked to um the guy in charge of my program. I talked to students that are involved with that stuff, and this was the first year that the academic student walked across the stage so I was the first one to ever do it so I feel pretty good about that mm-hmm.
0: what was that moment like
1: um it was, it was good it was good feeling but like I they have to get get everybody like I had to stand up all by myself so my legs were really shaking so they and they and they asked me to go on stage I gave the person my name to call my name up and then I just looked and my teachers were all smiling at me on stage and like I was really happy, but I was like, I was really, really nervous. But so they called my name and I blanked out completely on the stage and well, yeah, get off the stage. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah.
0: What's next for you then do you think in your life, like you've reachability and you're looking for work? What are your, what would what else would you like to do? What what do you want to accomplish?
1: Um see I used to train in the Paralympics too and I um, I had to kind of give that up for a little bit because I that was I need to finish school and that was it that was the year that I was that I opened up that I was gay so I kind of just need to find myself. So I did shot put and discus for the first 3 years and then I did wheelchair racing for Uh, for uh, my last year but wheelchair racing didn't benefit my legs and I just I my legs are my weakness so I need to do something with that so I'm once I like once I get settled more in Halifax I want to get back into competing in the Paralympics I want to travel around the world I think that would be amazing but see all my all my all the athletes that I worked with went to Switzerland and that's and that actually that my coach is from there and it looked amazing so i'm just like and they do comp- they do compete there a lot so i'm just like that looks like
0: that looks like it would be a lot of fun Trevor's video got 36,000 views around the world in just a few days. How intense is that? Uh, I wonder if there are any folks from Switzerland who saw this video. If they have, maybe they also listen to this podcast and they should reach out. I'll connect you to Trevor. He's amazing. Again, if you have not had the chance to watch this video, the link is in the overview for this episode. Um, Now that Trevor is here in Halifax, I have put him in contact with a few of the rad people in the city, and I have high hopes he's going to do some work with April Hubbard and Vanessa Furlong with Legacy Circus. I have also heard some rumors that Trevor could even be interested in doing some drag. Any of you drag artists here in Halifax taking a listen? Uh definitely get in touch. Uh, Trevor would be an amazing drag artist. Now, you don't have to move to the city as an out gay person and just instantly become involved in drag, but I don't think it hurts. Unless you're in a corset, of course. Trevor and I discuss more about his love of fitness and how his body has supported him and challenged him while growing up.
1: Well, I, I, I did have two surgeries growing up. One when I was six and one when I was fifteen. Um, if not, if I didn't, if I didn't have the surgeries, so I would be in a wheelchair today. But um, I don't think I will. Um, if my fracture doesn't heal, I I might have to have a little surgery on thighs. But I think my legs are good. Yeah. Well, the my challenges that I have went through, like I wanna, I wanna go. Like, especially kids, like, they're afraid, like, they're afraid, even if you're queer or gay, or if you have disability, I found, even, like, in small towns, you're not grown up learning about this stuff, and I feel like there should be more of that in in school more learning about that stuff and because kids are afraid of that stuff and they don't know like i i was going when i when i lived in the valley i I walked by a playground and all kids were lined up at the gate just watching me and like they didn't know what like they did they didn't know what was wrong with me what what happened to me it would be just good if there was more more attention with that Mm
0: One area which can be complicated by a sense of otherness, especially when living with a disability, can be dating. Trevor has just moved to Halifax, but now he's also exposed to a wider community of people, which means navigating a complex world with new folks and new opportunities. As he explains it, it isn't always easy or comfortable being in the gay dating scene while also living with a disability.
1: I, so I, uh, I, um, I came out two years ago, and um, I have tried to, I have tried to date, but it's just, with me, I don't have, I don't know, there's a lot of things I don't have the confidence in, and I, I don't know, with having, going on dates, I just, I don't know, I, I like, I don't know, and, like, even talking to guys, I just don't have the confidence, and a lot of things I back down, and then, I, I don't know. I'm always afraid that the gay, uh, guy's going to judge me. The gay community is—it's it, a little bit harsh because most guys just want sex, and I don't have, I, I like to have the kind of. I'm a caring guy. I think. Uh, I think. I uh, yeah. Caring guy. I. I like to put. Other people first before me. Um, I, I'm not a person to rush into things. Like I don't have the, yeah, I don't know. There is, a, there is, a st- there is a lot of caring guys, but I feel fine. Like I talk to them and then I mention I have a disability and then they make some kind of excuse or they just stop talking to me and it's, it's not easy with us.
0: Asked Trevor what he thought he might be looking for in the dating world. Um, someone that
1: doesn't look at my disability, doesn't, I don't know, just, there's sometimes that, like, I don't have confidence and stuff, and, like, I, I don't know, there's some, I just want somebody to, like, look at me and not care about my disability, just like the person that I am, just, yeah, it's, Don't care because i don't care that i'm actually like in winter time like i'm a lot slower than i am in winter and then summertime like i i want somebody that doesn't look at that kind of thing that's not bugged by walking down this uh, street with me and i'm not like like and two, like I, those days that I have no idea how my body is going to work. Like I don't like I. I could be slow that day. Like I could be really fast. Like I have no idea how my body is going to work.
0: So Trevor is very much like anyone else in many ways. He wants to date someone who sees him for more than a single aspect of his identity, but also someone who can understand the different needs and abilities which come with Trevor's lived experience. Living with cerebral palsy and being gay is surely a dynamic and complex experience. Trevor has mentioned some of the barriers he faces in navigating his day to day, and he talks a little bit more about what pulls him through the more challenging times um either friends or um or gym
1: I'm or the gym i i love going to the gym so um i just i like li- just listening to music just doing my own thing i just can i can relax there i just it's my place to go that uh, that i can
0: relax i asked trevor if there was anyone who inspires him at the gym
1: well, I don't know. See, I like I grew up not being like not being able to talk to very many people. So it's just like I kind of did my own thing and like I had a lot of friends and stuff that helped me with it, but I just I kind of always stood on the side because I didn't feel like I fit in, so I just kind of did everything myself. So I I don't know. I did I guess I I did look up to people like in the gym, but I never Talked to them, made friends with them because it's just like I was always worried of what they were going to think of me.
0: And since you've been to Halifax, you haven't been able to work out much, eh?
1: Um, Well, I luckily brought all my weight stuff with me. So Mm -hmm. I haven't been to the gym for three weeks now. So it's driving me a little bit crazy. But yeah.
0: Mm Trevor has been able to get back to the gym. He is now posting videos of himself at Good Life in Halifax and lots of inspirational moments. Uh, It's great to see him getting back into it now that he's in the city. Trevor often speaks about cerebral palsy and he's been really kind to give an overview of the condition, how it occurs, and how it can impact others. He is unique in his experience of the condition, but he knows a lot about how it presents in other people.
1: Well, there's four types of cerebral palsy. Um... So the first one just um, affects your hand and the, and the second one can, uh, just affects your um, left or right side. So if, if it affects there, it affects j- your right arm and your right leg and it goes down that way. Um, the f- third one is mine, it affects both my legs. Um, and the fourth one is not being able to move in, in a wheelchair. So I consider myself pretty lucky. I find a lot of people look at me and being like, "Okay, you have a disability. You can't do much." Like I like my doctors when I when I went to the IWK, they told me that I would be growing up, I wouldn't be in, I wouldn't be able to bend down and tie my shoes. I would be working as a farmer. I wouldn't be having much in life. That's what they told me. And I can, you know, I can bend down i can i can i yeah i can do a lot more than what they thought i could ever do
0: so you've been defying expectations since you were a kid yeah here is another audio grab from a video trevor posted on social media when he first moved to halifax in the clip he talks about interviewing on quirky and or queer and starting with reachability
1: Hey guys, good morning. Happy Canada Day. Um, I was up bright and early in the morning. I couldn't sleep so I I did a good workout. Um, Yeah. So I have been in Halifax for three weeks now. I had an interesting... Last week, one of my friends, good friends, T. Johnny, he interviewed me for a podcast um, called uh, Quirky and or Queer, which was great. I was really nervous for it, but it ended up perfect, I'm really excited, it should be out in three weeks, so if you have a, a go on your podcast, I'll let you know when it's out, and go on Quirky and quirky and or Queer, and listen to it, I'd love for you guys to hear it, um, and then we end up going to the tattoo, which was amazing, there was great performers, I had a lot of fun, um, yeah, and then I start with Reachability on the 15th, so i'm excited hopefully well you know at least hopefully um at least something's happening i know um i was hoping it would start sooner than i thought it was going to be but whatever i can't do anything about it so at least i know i know when i'm starting that's the main thing and i'm excited so that's pretty much it and uh happy can day have a drink have yeah, have fun. See ya. Bye.
0: Trevor shares his story on social media in the hope that his experience can help others. Although, he can still struggle with being down or not being able to see the positive side of things.
1: Not getting down. I ha- I have a hard time doing that, not getting down on myself. Um, but I have gotten a lot better about it. Like, I try to little get the good... A good part a part of life and stuff but there's been a lot like growing up it it was like I have it has been challenging there's like I've been there's a lot of nights that I end up going to bed crying because like I did not fit in I hate myself for years because I was gay and I had a disability and I'm just like what the hell happened I had both I had both so you know it's just like yeah um but you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, gay, being gay is fun, and having disability, yeah, it's um, it's challenging. But you know, I wouldn't change anything. I
0: asked Trevor what brings him the most joy.
1: Seeing people happy, seeing people happy, smile, laugh. I enjoy that, and I just, I don't know, I just because I. Had a lot of times that I was down in my life, and I'm just like, I like seeing people happy because that brings me happy in my life, I find.
0: While Trevor has had a lot of support over the years, he's also been challenged by those in positions of authority or power.
1: I had a really good EA system in, in middle, in, in uh, grade primary. I mean, yeah, grade primary to five, I had a good um, support system. But, um, and even in middle school, But no, actually in middle school in grade eight, I had a teacher that, um, he, um, he made fun of my walking. He, um, he waited, he, we were talking before the buzzer rang, before school started. And then all of a sudden the uh, buzzer rang and he let me go ahead of him. And then he started walking like me and then he yelled, you're going to be famous one day with your walking. And it's just like what was the need on doing this it didn't you had to wait until so all like so many people were there and you knew how i thought about walking in front of people and yeah i and like i had ea an ea in the same same actually in grade a2 the same class i had an ea tell me that i was lazy because i didn't know how to do algebra for my homework and my parents didn't even know that so it's just like I have a learned disability you know that stuff isn't the easiest and like yeah.
0: Trevor is certainly not lazy he might be the least lazy person I know you only need to meet him to know that he has more energy and dedication than most. Um, Trevor is also hot he works out and he's proud of his body for how it looks but also for what it can do.
1: Well you know why do not I show off you know I work out I work I work hard for what I have, you know what, I? it's just like, I have people look at me, like, I have, it's funny, because I think of it now, it's like, I have people looking at me everywhere I walk, and I'm like, I should just wear, I shouldn't, I should just have no shirt on all the time, because they, they you know, they could see that I have a disability, but then they can see, you know, that I am really fit, that I, you know what, I don't let it stop me.
0: Trevor just moved to the city and only came out of the closet a few years ago, so I wanted to get a sense of what queer activities he's already participated in. I still remember the first time I moved to Halifax, freshly out and proud with bleached blonde hair and a stomach parasite. Long story. I wanted to get out into the world. Back then, it was dollar drinks at Reflections and dancing to Kylie Minogue at parties with strangers. Now, I show up to parties and places with my own sleepy time tea. Things have changed.
1: I, well, my, my, fir- my first year that I opened up, we I went, well, my best friend Eden, she lived in New Brunswick, so we went there and we end up um, going to, um, we end up going to the gay bar there and I end up, get, uh, well, I get quite a few drinks in me and that was my first year, so I was kind of like celebrating it and then I ended up dancing with with two other guys, making out with them for like an hour. And my best friend Eden was like, what the hell happened to you, Trevor? (laughs) So yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoyed it. And then I went to, last year I went to Halifax Pride, and I'm excited for this Pride. It's just like, it's funny seeing like growing up in a small town to go into Halifax and like to see how many actually to see how many people actually support us mm-hmm. which is amazing
0: what are you most excited for for pride
1: um I'm I'm, I'm just excited to see see everybody see everybody oh uh, yeah I'm I haven't done many events so I'm excited to see what goes on like I have done just done the parade so I'm excited to see what else is out there Oh, well, there might. There's a the chance I might be on, on like in the parade, so I'm, I'm excited. So.
0: So Trevor just moved here. He's posting lots of content online and gets his story out there, and he likes public speaking. So I'm curious. I asked Trevor, does he want to be famous?
1: There is a part of me that I want to be, but then a part of me that is just like, I'm terrified of people. So I'm like, I don't know. It's just like I would love to be, but then. People scare me, so I'm just like I don't know. There's times that I do and don't want to. See, I I'd, I'd like to be famous just because I I, w- I always wanted to do modeling, um and I like I don't feel like as I said earlier I don't feel like I'm good with much, and it's like I have done I have been in, I have been invited to take model shots. This is my third time, it happened like two weeks ago, and like, I, you know, I, I feel, nar- like, I do, I, I know, it just feels normal, um, just take my picture, I'll stand there, look pretty, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's just, um, and I want to show people, like, I, like, I want to show people that, you know, you can, you can still look like this when you're, when you're, you have a disability, it will take extra time, it'll it might take a lot of time but you know what work your hardest and you will get there Mm -hmm. if you felt like you already gave up because you know you have had people look at you different you get picked on in school you um yeah or whatever it's just like you you can't let people slow you down you gotta you gotta keep at what you're what you're what you brings you happiness you um so don't let people slow you down. Just do your own thing and yeah.
0: While Trevor has moved to the city, he is still a country boy at heart. Moving to the city meant leaving behind a life he'd already established and built. I asked him, does he miss his life in the valley, and does he miss his family?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Um which they were they were they were part of. It took them a while to actually be acceptive when I opened up my um, I have three brothers and, um, the one that, uh, my, um, so I have one older and one and two younger and the one that's pretty much my, close to my age. Um, he's, me and him were always the closest and I was really terrified of losing him when I opened up because he's an old fashioned kind of believer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like I had um, well, I, see, I told my best friend first, uh, Eden, she was great at it, she was great, she's, she's gay too, so she, she, uh, she completely understood, she was supportive, and so I got her to tell my brother, um, I went to, um, her mother's place, which she, her mother is pretty much like my second mother, she's awesome, and, um, so my friend Eden went to talk to my brother Greg, and he, um, he was like, Eden. I knew this. I, I was just waiting for him to open up, and it's like, okay, I'm happy. And so it wasn't as bad as I thought. So I um we went back up to my parents' house, and my parents were they still they didn't believe it. They were like, you have never been with a girl, so you have no idea. And but they it didn't take them long time to actually understand and know that it's actually me. You know, um, um. But yeah, all my family, it's a part of, I have an oldest brother that doesn't like that I'm gay, but whatever. Everybody should be loved, everybody's the same, everybody should be treated the same. Um, Everybody is amazing, everybody's amazing. And yeah, it's just don't look at people different if, you know, I don't go up to people and be like, oh, You have gray hair, you know, it's just like, I don't make fun of people like that. So it's just like, I think everybody should be treated the same
0: thing. Trevor has shared a lot of his personal experience with growing up gay and with a disability in a rural area. His experiences provide him with a lot of wisdom and insight into what it is like to be othered on multiple aspects of your identity. As we finished the interview, I wanted to know what he thought we could do to make the world a better place.
1: Like I said, it needs to be more brought up in schools growing up with kids actually knowing what to, what to deal with, what to expect um, for people with disabilities, for people with being gay. It's, it's a terror, like it's a terrifying thing to open up that you're gay, but it's just, it's who you are. You can't change anything. There's nothing to change. And yeah, it needs to be more brought up in school, I think.
0: Trevor is making a difference in the world. He is sharing his story online, like I said, and you should follow him on Instagram at Trevor Seaforth. And his account is tagged on quirky and or queer. We live in a world where people do not get the same opportunities or access to resources equitably. Folks who live with a disability or who experience marginalization due to their sexual orientation cannot be viewed through a singular lens. People hold multiple identities. Trevor is newly moved to Halifax, and he's going to make his mark on the scene. Trevor is outgoing, eager to share his experiences, he's an incredible athlete, and he's a total babe. I greatly appreciate uh, Trevor joining me for this episode of Quirky and or Queer. Be sure to follow him on Instagram, uh, check out his videos on the posted link, and say hello to him if you see him out and about. I get the sense we'll be seeing a lot more from him. Also, thanks to Field Note for providing the theme song to this podcast. You might have seen them out and about uh, performing over Halifax Pride. Did a pretty great job. If you are interested in supporting this artistic endeavor of mine through financial means, you can make monthly contributions through my Patreon account at patreon.com backslash QAOQ. Big shout outs to my sponsors Moxie Munchies, Jake Ivany, and For the Tide for their Patreon support. As always, thanks to my main sponsor, Glenis G. Money, my mother, who's been a huge help this summer, uh, helping me take care of my dog and also putting it with my extra crankiness while I work full time and take a full course load. So thanks, mom. Please subscribe and share this podcast with friends and family and give me a rating on Facebook and Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps. So until next time, you quirky queerdos, thank you for listening to Quirky and or Queer.